Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. Coming up on today's show, did the Atlanta Hawks find the formula last night? And we hear we're down to the final 15. Will there be a Falcon to make the cut? And last but not least, and for the culture, you had one job. And you still messed it up. That's all coming up next right here on ATL Day Ones. Let's go. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. I want to say thank you for making ATL Day 1s your first listen of the day. Remember, we're free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure you leave us a five-star review. We really appreciate that from you in advance. Today's episode of ATL Day 1s is brought to you by Bet Online. And if you want to see us on the big screen, if you want to get a, a blow a blown up look at us i don't know if i would necessarily want that but uh if you want to check us out on the big screen make sure you download that roku and amazon fire apps uh, all you got to do is look up locked on sports atlanta will pop right up for you now t the atlanta hawks they got the dub last night and one of the things that you know uh, 117 I mean, I'm sorry, 120 to 117. And when you think about some, some, um, a few moments that really just stood out to me, like you had Trey Young driving it down with a little bit less than a minute left in the game. I'm still helping here. Okay, are they going to be able to make a play? Because we talked about that yesterday as far as who's going to step up, who's going to be the guy to make the step up and make the play. And I think we saw Trey. Hey, I could do it. He did it. Went and got the and one against Kevin Herter or Kayvon, ironically, because he was Kayvon last night. <laughs> so, so he gets the and one, and then DeJounte Murray gets the steal on De'Aaron Fox, and then I got to give some credit to Double O. We switched on De'Aaron Fox and, and that good defense that he played to contest the shot. Uh, for some reason, Fox – didn't, I guess he didn't know that they needed three to tie, and, and he was trying to go for the two-pointer. But I think when you look at everything overall, certain people stepped up when, when it was needed, and you had to balance scoring. And I think that that might be a recipe for success for the Atlanta Hawks team. Well, I hope so. Now, as we love to say with Desmond Ritter, small sample size, this is the smallest of sample sizes. <laughs> yes, so, indeed. <laughs> yeah, catch me on the other side of the, the West Coast trip if they yes. come out this trip 500 or better. But I still won't take anything away from what they did because we all needed this. I mean, it's a four-game losing streak, and you just need to get that taste out of your mouth. And it's so good when you can pretty much get everything you need out of every starter at the key moments. Because think about it. We've been getting some things out of the bench for a minute now. Bogey's been fine. A.J. Griffin's been fine. Anyeko Kongu coming off the bench has been fine, but the starters, when we needed them most, just did not show up. And for me, it was just DeJounte Murray. I mean, for the last 30 seconds, he hit his free throws, and we know what happened in the last game when he didn't hit his free throws, yes. but he, he hit his free throws last night, and he made a clutch steal at the very moment that he needed to, and then capped it off going coast to coast. And you just can't say enough about what he was able to do to take that game. And really, it was like a signature DJ game. Because when you look mm -hmm. down the stat line, great that he had 21 points along with Trey Young, right? But it was the rest of that stat line. You know I love it when I see rebounds, when I see assists, when I see steals. Whew. 
just a signature DJ type of game. And I all I could think of was, yep, that's why they went out and got him. Absolutely. And that's especially when you're talking about clamping down in, in the key moment of the game in, or, and essentially bring, driving your team or, or willing your team to victory in that mm -hmm. moment. So I think that that's, that's the thing that, like you said, that's why they drafted. Another thing I was encouraged by, T, was the fact that John Collins and DeAndre Hunter just going at it. I think he watched our show. I think the whole entire Atlanta Hawks organization <laughs> watched our show yesterday because we talked about <laughs> we talked about about how John JC you need to take advantage of a of a mismatch if you have it down low. And I think he was able to do that with a lot a putting the ball on the floor and you know shooting from deep as well. So I think those are some of the things that you have to be encouraged by, and, and hopefully this balanced scoring moving the ball around, which Nate McMillan wants to do, and he's yes. talked about that. I, I, I think that this is, can, this is something that, that, that can actually work in, and they can kind of move forward with this. Obviously, one game, mm -hmm. super, uber small sample size. We're talking about eighty-two game, an 82-game season, but I feel like it was very timely in, yeah. in, in, oh. in, in getting the dub and the way they did it last night. It was necessary, and this was Still, they were evenly matched teams as far as percentages go and stats go, but a slight advantage to the Hawks because they were going to be a little bit bigger, although both teams essentially played a couple forwards and a couple uh, guards, if you will. So right. that still worked out in the Hawks' favor because at least the, in the forward category, they were still a little bit bigger, a little bit longer. And just uh, the other piece I wanted to say as well was there were moments in time over these last several games where you've kind of seen a half court type offense. And it's like, OK, that's not really the Hawks style. And I really saw a little bit more of that, like you said, that movement and getting that ball to the, the you know, pass it, pass it on to the second person, even the third one, if you have to. And the one thing I want to say is this and we will see the test comes tomorrow night because we know what the Lakers did. Oh, I'm sorry. What LeBron James did. Yeah, LeBron, LeBron, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see because we know now that team is even more banged up than they were last week. But they're headed to L.A. and that's going to be a serious test. Don't know yet if Clint Capella will be there for that game, but he is there and expected to play sometime this week, probably on that road trip. And if that's the case, Jarvis, to me, that's where the real test comes, because when you will be, as they call it, your security blanket comes back you still need to play defense the other four guys on the court absolutely and we will definitely keep an eyes on and ears out for what goes down out there in la as far as whether or not clint capella comes back and also see if the hawks can, can keep this thing going because lord knows they need it they are under 500 and at the bottom of the eastern conference dang near so we is definitely something that we, we we definitely looking forward to now Something that is that we're definitely looking forward to as far as making changes and getting things right is the Georgia High School Association are going to finally have a conversation about instant replay T. And I think this is a conversation that they probably should have been had at least in the playoffs. I think yes. that's the, the bare minimum as to what mm -hmm. they should do. But the, the interesting thing is that they're actually going to start talking about NIL deals. What are your initial thoughts on that one? Because I don't know about that one T. Yeah, when I saw that, that was the scariest part of the article for me because yes. I'm like, if you think you can't control it in the college ranks, and that's a smaller demographic than across high schools. I mean, this this kind of reminds me, and of course, no offense to to ESPN, but this kind of reminds me when we started seeing like high school basketball games and even junior high games 
on national networks. And it's like, so I'm talking okay. about LeBron. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We that was really yeah. the advent of that. And yep. so I just, to me, this seems like, oh, whoa, whoa, let's get the basics right first. You need to focus on instant replay. I know you can't vote on it this year. You got to wait until the 2023 24 academic year, but that conversation needs to really be the focus. And if NIL is it, the only thing you need to be saying is shut that down for future reference, right? Yes. That, I don't know if they want to open up that can of worms. I really don't. The only thing I can say is they may need to just acknowledge that it could be an issue to deal with at some point, because we all know there are some players that get paid long before they ever touch a college campus. Absolutely. And I think, and it just feels dirty to me. Like, yeah. like you're talking about pre, early teenagers, like, right. you know, they do have to deal with it once they get to college, but it, uh, it just boils down to this with me. Like from an educational standpoint, I, I, I'm wholeheartedly on board for that because these kids are going into, and I can call them kids at this age, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So these kids are, are going to have to be making these decisions at mm -hmm. 19 and 20 and 21 year old right. because like you don't know what's fake and what's phony. You don't know those people going to pay up and you have to have all, you have to deal with all these these things with not only just figuring out where you want to go to school and what's the best mm -hmm. fit for you. But you have to right. talk about, okay, well, is this a good company for me to, to partner with? And all like, no, no, that is, that doesn't need to happen in high school, mm -hmm. but it does need to happen from an educational standpoint. If you mm -hmm. guys are at the Georgia high school association of America is going to put, implement some educational yeah. classes for the coaches so mm -hmm. they can talk about these things with, their players yeah. as they get ready to go to college, to to college you yeah. know so what i'm saying so that's what i'm talking about if but we're talking about those guys potentially getting deals like y'all think athletes bad now <laughs> imagine imagine giving those cats all that type of money at at an early age because and i'm saying that with myself included i don't need to be dealing with that type of money at that age maybe in college i don't know if i necessarily agree with it you know get some little change in your pocket but when you're in high school that's yeah. mama and daddy I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't need to be making more money than mommy and daddy in high school. So, yeah, I'm cool on that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that. That was the scariest part of that. I was like, wow, I can't wait to see what comes out of that meeting next week. And of course, once we do get that information from the GHSA, we will revisit this topic and let you guys know our thoughts on where they landed. Absolutely. And what we also want to get your thoughts on whether or not. Ooh, the Falcons. Oh, can they make it? Can two guys get into the Hall of Fame? Can they, you know, on, on, who came to the Falcons towards the end of their career? We'll talk about that next. But first, we have to talk about betonline.net because this is the fastest and easiest way to get in on all your betting needs, find all the scores, blinds, and everything that you need to know in, in order to make a good decision as to whether or not you're going to win some money. Guess what? The Falcons are favored by four and a half against the NFC South champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What is going on there? Why is that number like that? How about this? Go to betonline.net. They have everything for you. They got from college bowl games, and they got, you can bet on the national championship that's coming up as Georgia gets ready to take on TCU. If you need to get a podcast, they have podcasts right there to make your information. You guys come – to us each and every day for all your ATL sports needs. Go to bed online today to get all the sports wagering information that you can possibly get so you can make a sound decision so you can win some money. So head to bed online today or use your mobile device or to get 
to get where the betting is because bet online is where the game starts. So Jarvis, I know, and ATL Day One family, we know that there is one more game in the regular season for the Falcons, and we will be doing some evaluation, but we're still contemplative as well because we know that there is a draft right around the corner, and that's probably where the Falcons are going to build, if we're being honest. So there were some comments that Arthur Smith made that were very interesting. He talked about different organizations that he had looked at in terms of how they built and kind of watching their trajectory for success. And one of them we're very familiar with here in Atlanta because it's the 49ers. And he talked about the fact that, yeah, in the first couple of years, Kyle Shanahan may have had some struggles. They were kind of bad years, but it turned around fairly quickly. You go 13 and three, you go to the Super Bowl. And except for maybe a little issue that was an electrical problem that we shall not talk about too much. <laughs> you definitely, uh, yeah, you definitely could have won that Super Bowl. Indeed. Now, that said, you look at how they've been building, and yes, they have weapons on offense, but real talk, they build defensively, and it starts and stops with the likes of Nick Bosa, right? Yes. So when you think about what the 49ers have done as an organization, you think about Kyle Shanahan as being an offensive mastermind on a team that is decisively defensively focused, how does that play into what the Falcons are going to do, Jarvis? Do we think that maybe they should just go ahead and listen to my philosophy? Absolutely. You know, I'm all on board for going defense, defense, defense. Yeah. And when you think about why, like, because I, I really wholeheartedly, the Falcons probably will never admit this. You want to take advantage of that guy that you have called in place, yes. Mr. Dean Peace, because we know he's not going to be around for that long not right. talking about death i'm talking about being the defense coordinator for the falcons because right. remember he well, was in semi-retirement semi he was he was retired he was chilling I don't, I don't need this i'm good i've done i've done all i could do I, and i think that the falcons should take advantage of what they're working with and having him there to be able to teach these guys and teach this system and so because at one at some point he's going mm -hmm. to move on and i think that when you think about that draft right like they say, they struggled in the first two years. Mm -hmm. They went 13 and 3 in, in 2019. Yeah. And they started in 2019 by drafting a Mr. Nick Bosa, uh, that dude. And, and they were loaded up on defense. Uh, they even got Andre Greenlaw in that draft as well, mm -hmm. who's been a solid starter for, for ever since then. So yeah. I think when you think about getting the necessary pieces, like because we talked about the young pieces that the Falcons have on offense. Desmond Ritter, whether or not you believe he's the guy going forward for the next 10 years, that mm -hmm. doesn't matter. It's about 2023. He's yeah. probably going to be the guy. You're yep. going to bring up in a veteran back, a veteran backup to push him to make sure he's doing what he's supposed to do. And then you're going to have to go onto the other side of the football and say, here's what we're going to value this year. It's going to be the best player available with a caveat. Yes. That dude that can touch the quarterback the best. <laughs> that, that's that's who we're drafting. We're going best player available and the dude that can touch the quarterback the best. So yeah, that's what that's what the philosophy should be. And you know, that's how I word it and T gonna word it. Defense, defense, defense. So yes, I, I absolutely am in love with them looking at these these particular organizations. Even yes. let's go for the Seahawks really quick because you yeah. mentioned that team as that's well. Another, yep. They drafted Russell Wilson. And, and what in the third round and then they went to defense and they built that defense to want to be one of the best defenses in nfl history, history. so yeah. Yeah, the the blueprints that they're looking at and they're trying to emulate 
Mm-hmm. I am all on board for this. Yeah. Sign me up. Let's yeah. go. Exactly. Because you're talking about a Super Bowl champion and a team that could have been a two-time Super Bowl champion So in, in the Seattle Run the ball. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Run <laughs> the ball. Now, that part, Arthur Smith, stick with your guns. Don't do what Pete Carroll did. You run the ball because we know you will. But yeah, I love two things that you said. I want to point out, kind of not overlook the Dean Pease factor. That is such a great point and so very critical. How many of those guys that we've spoken to during training camp and all throughout the season who've talked about the impact that he had on them, right? You look at a Foyer Alucan, for example, brother got paid and he's now on a defense that literally he is among the leaders in in tackles and doing so many great things i think we always talk about those uh late draft picks that the falcons seem to hit on and i know they don't have him anymore but he you know was here for that that time frame and then you think about grady jarrett who really made in part the decision to return because I'm sure Dean Pease told him, hey, believe. Yeah, yeah, believe. You believe we'll it out. Yeah. Dean Pease will be able to figure out how to utilize you best. And so I think that's an excellent point that you make on Dean Pease and trying to take advantage of him because you hope that he comes back next year if you get the right rookies in place and maybe even if you're able to either secure or retain the right free agents or your hope is that you keep him for maybe two more years and hopefully after that four-year window of time, you've got yourself a true defense that can be reckoned with and the other thing uh that you said is this we all go back and forth on this whole notion of you know best available or need i'm gonna want terry fontenot and arthur smith to go do exactly what you said get the hybrid get the hybrid whoever is the best player available that fits the need on defense let's go for that guy let's go for that guy now speaking of fitting a need on defense he may not have been here for a long period of time Jarvis but he made an impact while he was here and we're talking about of course Dwight Freeney he of the Indianapolis Colts who then made his way and uh, into Atlanta to wrap his career and now we were learning that he along with Joe Thomas and Darrell Revis who are all three are first time Balladers? Yeah, first time balladers. First time balladers. Yeah, yeah. First time finalists as well uh, for the Hall of Fame. So we're down to 15. And another Falcon is on that list as well, that final 15. And of course, that is Devin Hester. So I think it's very interesting because my first thought was hmm. Now we don't know who they're going to go in as. They may go in as a Falcon. They may not. We don't know that. But ultimately, we still count them in the Falcons family. Who from that list? do you think is going to be enshrined this year? Absolutely. It has to be Dwight Freeney. Yeah. Like, like when, when you think about, you know, looking at the, some of the other guys, I think it's three that's guaranteed and then mm-hmm. the rest are up in the air for, for me. And that is Darrell Revis, Mr. Revis Island himself. Um, Joe Thomas is definitely going in. Yeah. And Mr. Dwight Freeney. Well, you're talking about 125 and a half sacks, T. The dude was an absolute monster when it came to – uh, rushing the passer, and like, here's how you know he how good he was. Here's how good he was. Mm-hmm. Here's how good he was. He helped Vic Beasley get 15 and a half sacks. I knew you were gonna. <laughs> <laughs> everybody. You know, let, Brian, let Brian Cox, Brian Young, none of those guys were able to help him get to that back to that. Once Dwight Freeney locked, walked out of that door, T, Vic Beasley was done. And I think that when you look at 
the type of influence veterans have in the locker room. A lot of people say, oh, that's bull crap, whatever, whatever. When you think about guys who've done it and still can do it at a, at a, and later on in their careers, mm-hmm. like he can still give you that spin move back in 2016. Yes. It, it still worked. Yes. It probably not what, as effective as it was in his prime, but it still worked. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you have guys like that that can influence uh, young guys and, and the influence that he had in that year, I, I think that you just kind of – you just got to look at it from a standpoint of, yes, this is exactly – what needs to go down when it comes to, you know, uh, working with guys and, and, and the guys that just be able to pass on that that that, that knowledge that he mm-hmm. was able to play at a Hall of Fame type level. Now with Devin Hester T, mm-hmm. that's the one that I don't know. I, I just don't know if they're gonna get him in. Now, granted, if you ask me, put him in there because yeah. he's the best kick returner I've ever seen, and, and mm-hmm. I think that if. That if that is how you start in the argument, how could you? How do you not put them in there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. And I think at some point you have to set a precedent, right? Because yeah. never had a uh, punter in there until you got uh, Ray Guy from uh, the Oakland Raiders, right? So mm-hmm. he kind of set that precedent, and then you started seeing kickers go in, and you feel like a guy like Morton Anderson kind of opened the floodgates for your yes. kickers. So yeah, I, I think that that should be if, if a special teams guy, if a return specialist is going to set the precedent for other return specialists to be considered for the hall, he has to be the blueprint. He Got has to. to go in. The other piece there is this. Now, fortunately for him, you know, being that we believe Dwight Freeney is going in, whether he goes in as a Falcon or as a Colt, he played for the Falcons. Oftentimes yeah. when players are coming from a certain team, they then bring in or usher in that next player because they have some influence now to be able to say, hey, that guy who played for the same organization, I want him in. So hopefully Dwight Freeney gets in. And even if Devin Hester doesn't get in this year, Freeney will have that influence. And we can't overlook Joe Thomas. You know, I think about so O-Lyman, <laughs> who definitely revolutionized the game. And, of course, I think about our guy from New Orleans and, of course, he of the Kansas City Chiefs as well, but Willie Rofe. Yes. And when you... And, and I know you're going to I know you're going to remember this guy's name. So, guys, forgive me for having a little bit of a, a brain for it. I know our, our guy Andy Bunker would know it right off the bat. But the O-lineman who played for years with the Seattle Seahawks, this was back in, in the day. Steve but, Hutchinson and no, Walter no. Jones. Walter Jones. That Yes. Walter so Jones. you start talking about those guys. Patrick Kearney's soul one day. He <laughs> <laughs> took Patrick Kearney's soul. I will never forget that game, T. When you talk about like, <laughs> like elite level. Yes, yes, yes. You triggered me just did. We were talking about elite level soul taking. Yes. That day, Patrick Kearney lost his soul on the football field. Yeah. And Patrick Kearney was a really good player. Excellent player, lacrosse player, all that good right, stuff. He put right. it all to work. He he, yeah. he he exemplified what it is to be able to maximize your talent. Mm-hmm. But oh my God, when he ran up against Mr. Jones, yeah. Mr. Mr. Jones, Mr. Jones, Mr. Jones, Mr. Jones, he he had a thing going on that day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, when you those three, I think are just game changers at their respective positions. So yeah, we expect them to be in Canton. And 
I'll be interested to see how Freeney goes in. But yeah, we're also pulling for Devin Hester and hoping some things go well with him. Just like guys, we got some things going well with Damar Hamlin. We're hearing some positives. His neurological abilities are intact. He opened his eyes Wednesday evening. Some positives like that. I know you want to hear more about it. And where you can get that information is Locked On Sports Today because they give you the real-time reaction to all the news. And we just found out some interesting news from the NHL in terms of their all-star game. They want to have their fans to be a little more involved. So that is something that you might hear them talk about on Locked On Sports as well. Locked On Sports Today has their version of For the Culture. They call it Take of the Day. So who knows what their Take of the Day might be. If you want to know, you should check them out where you check us out, on the Odyssey app, on YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Don't forget, after ATL Day 1, it's Locked On Sports Today. Locked On Sports Atlanta family, listen up. Yes. We are at 5,200 subscribers. Guess where we're trying to get to? We're trying to get to 6,000. So guess what you need to do? If you have not subscribed or liked a video, what have you been waiting on? Go to Lock on Sports Atlanta on YouTube and hit that subscribe button. Turn that bell on so you'll know exactly when this heat drops every day. We got you. After Falcons game, we got Locked on Falcons postcast. So you make sure you turn on Go to Locked on Sports Atlanta. Yes. Hit, find out uh, when it pops up. Hit that subscribe button and then turn those notifications on. Hit that bell. I promise you, you won't regret it. 6,000 subscribers. We need your help. But T, this is for culture. It is an intersection between sports, entertainment, and culture. Sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about. That's how we get down on this show. Today is no different. How about this one? So Texas A&M, you know, they're going on a nice little road trip, going down to Florida, go play the game and everything. It's the Florida Gators. And... (laughs) You know, they'll be getting ready and going, getting ready to get on the floor. And then next thing you know, they realize they ain't got no jerseys. So, obviously, if they don't have game jerseys, they have to go back and go get those jerseys. They left them at the hotel, so they, they booked it back to the hotel to go get the jerseys. And, obviously, well, they found out when they got back that uh, they were down one to zero. How did they get one point, Jarvis? They got one point because they got an administrative technical foul, and the guard from Florida shot shot it. You know, made made the shot. So they were down one to zero before the ball even tipped off. T. How about that, man? You had one job. <laughs> That's your sole purpose in life is to get yes. those uniforms from point A to point B. I mean, yes. was that asking you too much? It Come shouldn't on. have been. Because what other reason were you on that trip for? Yeah. I mean, that that's what you were there for. Bless their yeah. hearts. Poor Texas A&M. And I, man, and don't get me wrong. Real talk, I feel for the guy because, hey, all of us have gotten to work or gotten somewhere and realized, oh, my God, I don't have my phone. Or in our case, oh, my God, I don't have my camera. Or I don't have my tripod. I mean, things happen. It literally happened to me yesterday. Yes. I was taking my daughter somewhere. I was like, oh, I forgot a bag. Okay. And then she up here talking about some Daddy, where are we going? I was like, Daddy, forgot your bag. You got forgot your bag? You know, she had that stage where she repeating everything. I was like, yes, Daddy, forgot the bag. Got to go back. So, yeah, of course. Yeah. Hit the wife up. I'm late, as yeah. usual. <laughs> right. So yeah. I understand. I get it. <laughs> yeah, you, right. Exactly. You totally start thinking about, like, oh, my goodness. And I am sure at some point he felt like something is not right. Like, I'm missing. Something is uh, off. 
off. Just a little bit. Literally, because yeah, their uniforms were off and they had to go get them. So just make sure if you have one job, good people, do your job, do your job. One more thing before we wrap up. You know who I think I was thinking about earlier and I think who did his job extremely well? Lincoln Kennedy. Yes. That's who he I was, was a man as well. Lincoln, Lincoln was a man. Kennedy. He was a man. Yes. He was a whole man. Yes. He and Larry Allen, those guys, yes. it's just, yes. you think of just mammoth offensive linemen back in the uh, late 90s and the early right. 2000s. It's just like those two guys just yes. pop up in yes. my head. Lincoln Kennedy and Larry Allen. Larry mm -hmm. Allen was probably the strongest man I've never met in my life. Right. And I was like, dude, I think, I think he threw up like, 225 like 40 some times on, on a strongman competition uh, one time. I was like, how did he get that strong? <laughs> and I tell you, oh, yeah. I mean, there's something special because they are a cerebral bunch because they've got to keep so much going on in their heads each and every day. So yeah, good luck to all of the Hall of Fame finalists. But it was almost like when you have that brain like, ta-da, or you yes. remember what you want to say, I'm like, shoot, I can't go out without representing for Lincoln Kennedy and our boy absolutely. Andy Bunker would appreciate that too. Absolutely, absolutely. And we want to appreciate you guys for making ATL Day 1 your first listen of the day. How about this? Why don't you make Locked On Sports Today your second listen of the day? We talked, T just gave you the news about Mar Hamlin and about yeah. things are on the up and up. We definitely know that they're going to be checking that out as well. They, they're just like us. We have for the culture where we talk about whatever it is and they have take of the day. So that's whatever's going on for that day. They're going to have it right there for you. The biggest story of the day. And you can find them wherever you find this podcast. Mm -hmm. And guess what, y'all? We got a very special guest coming up tomorrow on the show. Yeah. How about this? Former Georgia Bulldog head coach Mark Richt is going to join the show. He's talking about everything from his faith to what went down at Mercedes-Benz Stadium last week. Don't go anywhere, guys. We got all the special good good just for you. Yes. And how about this? All we do is ask you, y'all make sure y'all come back now. You hear? <laughs>